Good morning. Today we will look into reports about the German government overpaying for face masks and how it is affecting the ruling party ahead of federal polls. We will then examine the future of the China-US relationship in light of talks conducted between officials of the two countries last week, and we'll finally discuss Tanzania's political situation after Samia Suluhu Hassan took office as president. Today is Tuesday, the 23rd of March. I am Arunava, and you're listening to the Leaders Brief by Ego Monk. Creating more discomfort for Germany's ruling Christian Democratic Union that is fast losing popularity in the country, recent local media reports have revealed that a decision by the German Health Ministry to provide free face masks to everyone over the age of 60 last year had reportedly left taxpayers with a bill of 2.5 billion euros, approximately 2.9 billion dollars. Under a campaign by the German Health Ministry last year, every citizen over the age of 60 and those with pre-existing health conditions were entitled to receive three FFP2 masks at any pharmacy free of cost. However, the decision to provide protective gear to vulnerable citizens before Christmas has put Chancellor Angela Merkel's CDU under more pressure as the country prepares for a change in federal government this year. After several media reports revealed that the German Health Ministry had vastly overcompensated pharmacies for handing out the face masks, three MPs from the ruling Conservative coalition tendered their resignations. Calling the scandal shabby and shameful, German President Frank Walter Steinmeier had lashed out on all responsible for taking bribes. The scandal led to the CDU's historic defeat in Baden-Württemberg and Rhineland-Palatinate last week. The two states saw incumbents Winfried Kretschmann of the Green Party and Malu Dreyer of the Social Democrats win. The CDU won only 24.1% of the votes in Baden-Württemberg and 27.7% in Rhineland-Palatinate. But despite MPs like Nicholas Loebel taking responsibility, the road to elections does not look smooth for the CDU. Mr. Loebel was accused of earning around 250,000 euros by brokering sales contracts. According to a Fossa poll released last Wednesday, support for the Christian Democrats and the CSU dropped 4 percentage points in a week to 29%, the lowest since the start of the pandemic in March last year. A previous poll by Fossa had put the popularity of the Conservative coalition at 33%. With the country still struggling with its vaccine rollout and large-scale discontent growing over its pandemic measures, the possibility of a separate three-way coalition to push the CDU out of power remains high. Moving on to some political developments in the USA, Last week, officials from the People's Republic of China and the United States of America participated in the first high-level talks since Joe Biden assumed office as US president. The discussion, however, turned into a verbal clash with both countries sharply criticizing each other's policies. The talks were indicative that despite a government change, the US is unlikely to change its harsh stand on China and Beijing will continue to make attempts in damaging American trade. The US side, led by Secretary of State Antony Blinken, brought into focus China's alleged mistreatment of Uyghur Muslims in the Xinjiang region. Mr. Blinken said that the US side would discuss the country's deep concerns with actions by China, including in Xinjiang, Hong Kong, Taiwan, cyber attacks on the United States, and the economic coercion of US allies, and alleged that Beijing's activities threaten the rules-based order that maintains global stability. China on the other hand, led by Yang Jiechi, accused the USA of inciting countries to attack Beijing and violating international protocol by bringing sanctions against the country. Mr. Jiechi said that the USA abuses so-called notions of national security to obstruct normal trade exchanges and incite countries against China. An escalating trade war between the world's two largest economies has swayed global trade on several occasions in the last 8 years, and the situation seems unlikely to see betterment by the end of this year. Both the USA and China appear to be in a battle for global domination, with China gaining an advantage due to the COVID pandemic. China's economic recovery and dominance on major supply chains in the world, including health equipment, at a time the USA continues to struggle in restarting its economy, means that Beijing will play a very important part in a post-COVID world. 
By continuing to increase sanctions on China, the USA risks losing out support from smaller economies benefiting from Beijing's investments. Washington's European allies have also signaled that their policies on China may deviate from the USA's line of action. In fact, French President Emmanuel Macron has said that teaming up with the USA against China would be counterproductive for the EU. In a surprising turn of events last December, a month after the US presidential results were declared, the European Union and China reached an agreement in principle on an investment after almost seven years of negotiations. Apart from creating a trade route between the 27-member bloc and China, the comprehensive agreement on investment has come as a major obstacle for bettering a transatlantic partnership between the EU and the USA. Washington cannot completely rule out China on its route to economic recovery, and the Biden administration will continue to walk on a tight rope in looking for ways to pressure allies into supporting its stand against China. Moving on to the African continent, Tanzania's former vice president, Samia Suluhu Hassan, was sworn in as Tanzania's first female president last week. Ms. Hassan's presidentship comes after the sudden death of Jean Magufuli. Ms. Hassan, who began a political career in 2000 after working as a development official, will now serve the remainder of Magufuli's second five-year term slated to expire in 2025. Tanzanian president, who is Africa's only female executive head of state, had come to national prominence in 2014 as vice chairperson of Constituent Assembly created to draft a new constitution. Despite a political closeness with her predecessor, Ms. Hassan's calm and composed personality is in stark contrast with the late Magufuli. The road, however, will not be easy for the 61-year-old politician who had previously made history by being elected the country's first female vice president. According to political analysts, Magufuli's demise has created a power vacuum in the country's cabinet and Ms. Hassan will most likely face stiff competition from former Magufuli allies. That is all for today. Thank you for listening. We will be back tomorrow with more happenings from around the world. Tune into Egomong to stay updated on the latest happenings and their impact on global trade, technology and innovation. Egomonk helps you make sense of change. We are a global intelligence platform delivering asymmetric outcomes by bringing organizations closer to the communities they want to serve and the leaders they wish to influence. Visit our website insights.egomonk.com that is i-n-s-i-g-h-t-s dot e-g-o-m-o-n-k dot c-o-m to subscribe and make better and faster decisions today. If you wish to collaborate with us, then please email us at contact at the rate egomonk.com.